Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. Today, we want to talk through little details that we add into our applications that are in many ways invisible, at least at, at first at, at first pass. Um, but I think they're the kind of the details that you can add to an app that in aggregate dramatically improve um, the just just like the feel of using it um, and I think we have a whole bunch of examples for what these are like and kind of like the way to think about them but I feel like so often like there when you're solving a problem there's the big problem that you're trying to solve like there's you know like you're trying to count steps you're trying to play podcasts you're trying to track sleep whatever it is there's this big problem you're trying to solve and there's the you know the big chunk of work that is just trying to solve that problem um, then there's the kind of the more aesthetic, like big, like big D design aspects of that. Cause like you can solve the problem in a variety of ways and the way you present that to the user. And there's a bunch of choices you have to make, um, that are, you know, how you will communicate that function and utility to the user. And then there's these teeny little bits, these like little bits of code, little touches, little things that we can do to our app that I feel like have an at least for myself, I kind of like, I enjoy making these far more than most of these little things. Like there's almost like, it's not Easter eggs in the traditional sense where it's like something, you know, like, you, you know, some secret thing that if you, you know, tap four times in the corner and then tap in the other corner, like something happens. It's not that kind of thing. It's, but it's a little detail that, um, is subtle, but effective and, you know, like it makes sense for the, for, for what you're doing. Um, but is, you know, something that users might not necessarily notice. And the one that I wanted to start off talking about, and I think we can get into it, but just to give an, a, a good grounding example for this, um, is in Overcast, um, in the last update, I noticed that you changed the sleep timer icon um, uh, from a alarm clock that was just static to an alarm clock that shows the actual time. Um, and it's one of those very subtle things because... You know, it's it's not, it's not like there's a second hand that's sweeping around, but the hour and minute hand are always pointing to the correct time. And I believe when you start the sleep timer, it also shows, uh, a, it shades in the period of time that the sleep timer is going to be active, I think. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, but like that kind of a detail where like there's no reason necessarily for the sleep timer to be a dynamic icon. But the fact that it is just dramatically increases the, it's like that little touch. And as soon as someone notices it, I think it endears them to your app in a way that is um, just you know, kind of cool. I mean, it's sort of in the same way that in iOS, like the, you know, the calendar icon uh, for, you know, for years has always changed to show the current date rather than a default date. Um, Because I think otherwise what it shows the 14th um, before it's launching. I think anyway, I think, yeah, I think it was the 14th. There's all those kind of like fun special dates and times, but anyway, it shows you the current date. It it doesn't need to. And if you look at the clock icon on iOS right now, it actually is a live clock with a second hand spinning around, um, which is kind of silly, but in grounding it back to overcast, like this is a little thing that you added to the app just because it's kind of fun. Like it isn't strictly utility, but I think when, once soon as you notice it, it's just like puts a smile on your face. And anytime you can put a smile on your user's face, like you're doing something right. I, I would describe these as almost like indulgences for the developer, but that they form delights for the user. Most users won't actually notice any kind of little delight you put in the app. They might notice the sum of them all, and they might feel like this is a high-quality app as a result. But any individual one, they might not notice. Usually, the individual ones, like the main value of them is to you as the developer 
you feel like you're doing something fun for yourself. Like it's it's part of partly like a like a craftspersonship kind of thing. Uh, it's partly um, just the satisfaction of doing something cool, and that's why. And and they because they tend to take more time to do than they're worth necessarily. Like in in the market value of your app, or like a, in like a pure like you know dollars for time kind of valuation. That's why I consider them kind of indulgences for the developer. Like you do them because they make you happy and they're cool, but they're not necessary and they're not strictly the best use of your time. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't do them. Like because in the in the, you know even though any one individual little delight or little touch or little nicety might not have great market value, when you have m- you know many of them in the app or when the whole app feels delightful and feels very highly polished that does raise the perceived value of your app and that raises you know it raises like how people feel when they're when they're using your app it makes people happier to use it and happier to recommend this like an extreme example is carrot weather right where it's full of very like rich detailed strong personality and everything is like alive in that app and from, from you know in all sorts of ways from from copy to graphics to, you know there's there's all sorts of stuff going on there and when people recommend carrot weather that like they love carrot weather and part of it is because it is actually highly functional and has a, has a lot of great functionality but also a big part of it is all that polish all the flourish all the indulgences that its developer took to to really make it like you know a rich developed experience instead of just like bare bone stuff now you know and, and this one of the things i miss most about apple's past is that in the jobs and forestall era, Apple did a lot of this with their own apps. And, you know, we all remember it as like skeuomorphism and that and we all look back and laugh and how and see how that's kind of out of style now. Uh, but the reality is it goes a lot deeper than that. Um, you know, it, it, it not, not only was like the skeuomorphic design of, oh, look, the, you know, the podcast player looks like an eight track reel to reel or a real a reel to reel tape player. Like, you know, it, it, it got extremes like that. But it was also at the time it was really nice. You you would use these apps and you would smile at the crazy look they had because back then it wasn't so crazy. It just looked really cool, um, and it they would they would make you happy. It, it it appeared as though these things had a lot of work put into them, and they did. They would have amazing animations. Like remember the first time you saw the page turn animation on an iPad? Sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like these like amazing animations uh to or like or even just like you know simple stuff like like the genie shrinking on the uh, into the Mac dock. Uh like there's there's all sorts of like you know animations and graphical tweaks and and just stylistic choices that Apple made in in that era that made the entire system just delightful to use. And they don't do that so much anymore, or they or they maybe try to do it in different ways. And I, I don't think I, I think the current way that they do it is a lot less humane um, and, and a lot less fun. Uh, but they used to do it in these wonderful, fun ways, and that just it it shaped how people view their products. It it made people love them for ways that they they couldn't always necessarily describe, uh, but that they felt. And so we can take cues from that when we design our apps. We can do things that make people love our apps more and that give people those little feelings of delight and that overall just make our apps look more polished and so 
going back to the sleep timer icon example on Overcast, uh, first of all, thank you for bringing that up and for promoting it so heavily. <laughs> and it is the kind of thing that I did that almost no one notices. And I actually did it a long time ago. Uh, I did it for the original landscape orientation of Overcast. Uh, oh. And because I like the the uh, the playback button, it was like playback and effects panels. And like it looked weird when I had those as text. So when you rotated the screen, it became this column of icons on one side. And the icon for the sleep timer was just like this it was a live clock that would show you like like a pie graph version of how long the timer was set for um and no one ever rotated it and then the few people who did weren't using the sleep timer so no one ever noticed um but when I, anyway the the reason i did that icon is a combination of i wanted to do something fun i wanted to indulge myself in making this like over the top fun dynamic icon even though most people would never notice it but also it did serve an important function. It did actually, like, by, by showing the current time, by showing, like, this little pie graph wedge to show when the timer w- was set until, it actually helped people visualize and know how the timer was set and how long it would last and what time it would end. It communicated all those things in a simple little icon. And so it was delightful, and that's why I did it, but, I also, but it also served a purpose and I feel like if you can find ways in your app to do that, to have that blend of, you know, niceness, but that also serves a purpose, it becomes not only much more justifiable from the time perspective of, you know, investing time into it, but it also, it makes it nicer to use. You know, like it, you're, you're communicating something with it, you're clarifying something with it, whatever it is that makes it more useful, that makes your app not only, not only does it make your customers happier, but it makes the app better and it makes it more clear and it makes it more communicative at the same time. Yeah. And another one that comes to mind with that is another, I think I first saw it in iOS. I think it was pulling down control center notification center where you would have a little Chevron, like the little two line arrow without the tail. Um, and as you moved your finger up and down to sort of when it's going, if, if to dismiss it, you know, the Chevron's pointing up. And so, but then at a certain point it would switch to it would turn into a line and then it would turn into a down facing thing. If you have an Apple watch and you open control center, you can see the same effect, um, in there now. Um, and it's one of those things where it's, this really subtle animation. You know, it's like, it's, it's just two lines, um, and they're either, pointing up they're flat or they're pointing down but by making it interactive and by making it isn't it isn't just it's in one one state at the bottom and it's in another state when it's at the top um, it changes in between it makes it kind of fun to play with and i know it was just one of these things that like kind of like a fidget toy i've sometimes just you know like my apple watch i'll sit there and i'll make the little thing dance i don't know like it's just kind of a fun little effect but it does communicate something to your point that you were just making like it isn't just like a glitzy animation added to the app for no purpose or no benefit. Like what it is communicating is it's like if you swipe in this direction right now, it'll go, you know, it'll close. And if you swipe in this way, then, you know, it'll move the other way. Like you're communicating something. I mean, there's a similar thing I, I know in Overcast or if you bring up and down the, uh, the now playing controls, you know, the, the little arrow over the chevron for yours, like rather than do, going to a line in the middle, yours flips around, but it's interactive. It's not something that is, you could just as easily have the static version of that where at 50%, it flips from pointing up to pointing down. But by making it interactive, there's that little bit of fun, that little bit of um, interactivity that I think adds a lot to the experience because it, is entirely unnecessary but it just makes it feel polished and i think we we keep sort of i think in many ways 
the more I think about these things as we've been talking about it, it's like what I love about these kinds of touches and why I look for them in apps that I use, I think is it demonstrates that the app, it's like it, it assures me that there's a, as a level of quality and consideration that has gone into the thing that I'm using. Um, that if they're able to get, if, they're, if, they, if they have time at the end to work on this stuff, there's a very good chance they've also taken care of weird edge case syncing bugs and lots of other kind of quality or thoughtfulness issues that may come up, that it isn't something that's sort of very slapdash. It isn't something that they've just kind of put together and they hope that this works. Like if you've gotten to the point where you're, you're polishing and refining and adding silly touches and little nuances to the app, like you've really got the basics pretty much pat. I mean, other, I, otherwise, I suppose it's like just a design exercise and it's like overly designed, but doesn't actually work. But I think as soon as you, if you get the sense that it, it works and it has these, like it's, it's a great quality marker. And I think, I know coming which, to your point about the earlier sort of, there's a, there was a, that more whimsical Apple period. Um, I feel like there was a period of time where I think that was part of the thing where if Apple's taking care of all of this, then like the fundamentals have to be well taken care of. Like if, if, they, if they've gotten, you know, they've gone, worked their way down the to-do list to the point that this is what they're working on, like these tiny little details that um, aren't functional, but are delightful and communicative or useful in some way, like they're not essential. Like we are in a great place if that's where we are down in the to-do list. Yeah, it's funny. Like, you know, it's almost like when you go into like a, a luxury retailer, whether it's like, you know, a high end car dealership or like a jewelry store, one of the things they that they do is they, they usually will offer you something to drink. Do you want a bottle of water? Do you want some coffee? And it's like and and they don't want they don't need to charge you for that because they're doing so well because they charge so much money for their products. They have yeah. such high profits that they don't they can spare the water. They can spare the coffee and it makes you happy, right? It's and it's it's kind of the opposite of like desperation or stinginess like and and that's that and by showing that they are doing fine that they can afford to give you free water even if you're not going to buy anything that is an attractive quality that makes their it makes them seem established and stable and and like they know what they're doing and high quality and luxurious right so we can do that kind of stuff with our apps like if our apps you know as you said like if we have if you've taken the time to really polish some stuff that quote doesn't matter or that doesn't matter very much that does show whether it's true or not you could still have the most horrible sinking bugs in the world <laughs> but whether it's true or not it show it projects the image that you're doing great that you have so much free time because your app is just already so good that now you can focus on stuff like that and and that that is whether it's true or not that is a very strong marketing image to project and it's pretty positive yeah, I think it's a powerful tool, maybe even to say that it's like it is marketing in the sense that, yeah, like, like you said, whether or not it's true, it is a something that you can do. And that's very much within our control as a developer, um, something that we have access to that can increase the, uh, I guess, perceived luxury or quality of our apps that is fun to do, which is a, a nice perk that like I enjoy doing these things. Like I very rarely, you know, I'm not, these aren't the kind of things that are drudgery. These are like fun little details that I enjoy. Definitely. Um, but the nice thing is it does. It, it, I think it increases that perceived luxury or perceived quality of your app. And that is, you know, there's very, it's very difficult to build that up in a lot of other ways, you know, but it certainly is, it's a lot easier to just, you know, put together a little bit of, you know, a little bit of animation code or a little bit of some vector drawing 
that communicates something like that. And maybe not everyone notices it. Maybe it's not, you know, it's not quite as in your face as would you like a glass of water or a glass of champagne or whatever it is like when you walk through the door. But I think there is an element of that, that you're kind of, it's, you know, it, it is that level of polish. It's the, when you, you know, it's when, if you look on the underside of something and you get the sense of, you know, how well it was put together, if it, is it the, you know, when I'm putting together uh, like Ikea furniture or something and you look at the back of it and you look at the front of it, like the back of Ikea furniture doesn't look good. It looks plain and it's fine. Like it's perfectly functional, but it doesn't look great. Whereas if you look at the back of a piece of really nicely put together um, furniture, the, you know, the back looks just as good as the front. And like, that's kind of those kind of little cues I think are such nice little, you know, these, the, all these little subtle indications that something is, you know, is going to be worthwhile or at least is projecting that at that feeling. This episode of Under the Radar is brought to you by Instabug. More than 20,000 mobile apps, including Lyft, eBay, and T-Mobile, are using Instabug to enhance the quality of their apps. Instabug is a lightweight SDK that provides mobile apps with comprehensive bug and crash reporting. With just one line of code to integrate, Instabug helps you receive detailed bug reports with minimal effort. So one cool feature is users can submit feedback by simply shaking their phones anywhere in the app. Every bug report has a screenshot that can be drawn on and annotated. The user can even attach a voice note or screen recording, too. This is all done from right within the app with zero interruption to their experience. And then the Instabug dashboard shows you a comprehensive report that includes all device details, steps to reproduce the bug, network logs, and all the other logs that you might need to debug faster. And all of this is automatic. And then you can reply to your users right from the Instabug dashboard. So you can let them know that their issue has been fixed or maybe ask for more feedback if you need more clarification. Instabug can also forward all reports to Jira, Slack, Trello, GitHub, Zendesk, or whatever else you might use. The SDK takes just one minute to integrate into your app. So visit instabug.com slash radar now and create a free account with no credit card required. And if you're a developer, you can sign up for a free forever plan and everyone else can use promo code radar2018 to get 20% off all plans for three months. That's instabug.com slash radar and offer code radar2018. Our thanks to Instabug for their support of this show. So I wanted to go into maybe some more uh, concrete examples and, and maybe some lessons we can teach, uh, you know, to, to, to be more general about where you can add these kind of flourishes. Um, sure. For me, like, you know, some, some other ones I've done on Overcast before, I, well, I make this show entirely about promoting Overcast. <laughs> uh, one of the ones I did was the downloads icon if a download has failed where it turns it would no- into a sad face yeah yeah like where it would normally show the little the little number badge it shows a little frowny face i love that people love this like <laughs> i've never thought the amount of feedback i get on that people absolutely love it i never expected that like what i needed to do was i wanted to communicate a failure state in the icon because the icon shows download status so it normally would show a number about how many downloads are pending and i wanted to, i wanted to somehow indicate if there's no more downloads pending but some of them have failed you should know about that uh, because otherwise, if you see it blank, you think everything is okay. And so I just put a little frowny face on the icon instead. People absolutely love it. Instead of having like an exclamation point or like an error symbol or, you know, popping up a dialogue box, making this little frowny face, it's cute and it's small, but it's also totally communicative. Like no one is confused about what that means. As soon as people see that, they usually smile and then they tap the button. <laughs> and, and it's great. So it's, again, combining usefulness with personality. You know, similarly, like I, I do um, 
I, I show the volume of I show like like volume peak meters during playback inside the bars of the pause button. And this has evolved over time. It used to be more complicated. But the reason I show volume bars is to communicate that your audio is playing. It's a really useful bit of feedback. And if you hit play and you hear nothing, then you you wonder what's wrong. And you can look at the bars and you can see if the bars are moving but you're not hearing anything, chances are it's like the volume being set wrong on, on your output device or something. And so you can, you can do something about that. Whereas if you hit play and you see blank bars, you know that you're listening to something silent. <laughs> you know, like so, so it's, you know, it's communicating value there, but it is also designed in a way that, that makes people smile, that looks, it, it looks nice and it works well. And that's, again, that's the best happy medium you can get with this kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think... The, I'm trying to think of some examples that I've done too, where it's, I think feel like so often it's like there's the, there's the hit the user over the head way to communicate something like the, you could easily just pop up an alert view and say, downloads have failed, you know, bad news bears, things are sad. <laughs> um, but instead you just do this little subtle, like it's, it's, you're communicating the same, the same thing to the, to the user, but you're doing it in a way that is much more friendly, much more engaging, much more pleasant. Um, and it's like, I'm thinking of in like in, so in pedometer plus plus, it usually shows the current, the last seven days worth of data, um, is the main view. Like in terms of, I scale the bars so that they, you know, you, you see seven of them at a time. So you get a week And I realized if you, if you didn't know that, if you, if you didn't know that the rest of the data is sitting off to the left, like in this, like, in, you know, in, in sort of incredibly long scroll view to the side, you might just think it only ever shows the current seven days and like that's perfectly a reasonable thing i suppose for the app but it's a little unfortunate and so in the app the as soon the first time you have more than seven days worth of data and if you've never scrolled the scroll view i make it wiggle ever so slightly to hide to show that there's one more like to show the the you know the right third of that left mo- of the next bar over and then it pops back and it does that every now and then, like not very often, but just lets you know that like there's something there. And as soon as you scroll, or if you've ever scrolled, it go you know it, it never does it again. It's not like this thing that's like constantly trying to bother you or keep or sort of hold your attention because it is kind of disruptive to like have the scroll you know have the view move slightly to the side. But I find it just communicates this idea, and probably most users never need to know it. But if someone did, and they, they were just kind of like confused as to where the rest of the data is, or that even that that's a feature of the app that there's you know your history is available to the side, it communicates that. Um, or similarly, I know for. In, in a lot of kind of UIs that I've done, there's often this sense of I, in the transition to a view. Um, so like an example in Pedometer++, if you tap on the badges view um, to, to see the badges in the like the actual transition, you know, so while the view is being presented, um, the animation for that is happening. I have the badges flip over from their reverse side to the front side. And I do this so that to give some sense that if you tap on the badge, and it'll rotate over and you can, you know, there's information about the badge on the back, you know, either what the badge is or how many times you've achieved it when the last time you achieved it, that kind of thing. And it's, I feel like I don't need to have some kind of like walkthrough thing at the, the first time you launch the app that says like, you know, you can tap this and like raise everything out and has you tap it and, you know, flip over and like teaches the user to do that. Because by showing them that there is something on the back, ever so slightly, it's this very kind of subtle effect, and it's you know it's not, it doesn't take extra time. It's built into the you know present modal uh, animation. It just shows you that there is something there, and hopefully makes the user curious as to you know 
How do I, it's like, how do I get that? The most obvious thing is almost certainly going to be to tap it. And when they tap it, it works. Great. Um, so I feel like those kinds of details where it's like you're trying to communicate something. And if you can find a more subtle or fun way to communicate it, like it's just, it's, it's such a great little detail where it's like a win-win that it's more fun. It's a bit more whimsical and it communicates something in a way that is even honestly, sometimes probably even clearer because it's communicated in context rather than being communicated um, out of context. Yeah, I, I also love how you have like the little sparkle on the on like the badge section icon it, when you have new badges. So instead of just showing like you know a, a number one in a circle, sure, you, like the the ribbon sparkles and it's like it just invites you. Oh, that's like that's showing me something. It's active. It invites you to tap on. It. Like it, it totally commu- it totally communicates clearly. Like oh, here I got to tap that. Something's going on there. Something's new there. You tap it and you see your new badges. Like and that's again it's like a nice little. First of all, it's just a nice nice looking animation, but also like it's just, it's like a nice little touch that makes this app feel polished. One thing I also like doing like um, is microcopy. Uh, I, I had this all over Overcast, where this is just like, you know, very small text that is usually not the primary label on something, but maybe is like a comment on it or a clarification or a description of it. Um, and the microcopy can vary from just like a description below a setting cell, which I use all the time, um, or something like, you know, like a, like a little line of text below a title in a dialog box. Like when I when you add a podcast, uh, there's a little sub-label under the add podcast title label in that screen that says, or just one episode, no pressure. And people love this because it, it you know, it's a place that you can add personality, but it also clarifies things. It, again, it's, like, it's just like what we've been talking about. Like it, you, you can add personality and niceness and make people smile, but it also communicates some, some important value, right? Like, like you know, like I, when you have it, when you first start a new Overcast account and you have a blank collection, you have no podcast subscribed to. There's a big button in the center of the screen that says "Add a Podcast" and below it a little label that says "Otherwise, this won't be very useful." And that's again fun bit of personality. People love it, but also it tells people like you know what you should probably do this first. Like this, <laughs> if you, until you do this, this app won't work. Basically, like this won't do anything. And I love too that switches from ad, from, from that message to you've played everything. With an ad button, mm-hmm. once you played everything in Overcast, right? Exactly. Yeah, because because that way it still tells you like there like there's nothing for you to do, but here's something you can like there's nothing for you to do with your with your current state. You've you've completed it, but here's yeah. a way you can you can keep using the app. Right, add more podcasts. Right, and it's there's and and you can use this to you know to to both encourage people to do what you want them to do, and also again to to help them to to maybe clear up confusion, and to make them feel good about your app and its personality or its polish. You know, another similar thing is like I use I use emoji here and there, and it, like in some of the copy and some of the labels of the app, I use I use emoji kind of sparingly. And like one of the, like I use a little cloud emoji to communicate that an episode is not downloaded, that it will stream. And I use a little heart emoji in some of the labels that are about the premium subscription and, and thanking people for subscribing. And that like it, it just adds like it's like salt. Like you don't want to use a lot of it, <laughs> but you want a little bit. And it, it, like a little bit of it goes a long way and can really make your app just show personality and and delight people in small ways yeah and i think copy is probably the best probably the easiest place for most developers to start off with this kind of thing like if you're thinking about your your own app and you're like what could i do to kind of add these little details it's like copy is something that isn't technically difficult it's not something that um that like takes a lot of work to build a complicated animation which like are awesome and do that too but it's it's something that like if you're just thoughtful and like rather than it just saying 
um, you know, it's like rather than you, know, you can get probably get too cutesy with it, you know, like and that can be problematic in its own way. But the reality is, there's a lot, there's a very large distance between completely plain and boring, straightforward copy and too cutesy and too, you know, where it gets a little too much or it gets confusing because you're being too whimsical in it. And it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're it's sort of like the release notes where you can have release notes that are like, they're written in the form of, they're written in an iambic pentameter as though it was an epic tale. And like, you have, I, like, I, what, what has changed? I don't know what has changed in these release notes because it's like, it's, it's too far versus you can also have the one that's just like, here, here is, here is a bulleted list of the features that have changed. It's like, thank you. Um, you know, you can like, I try to do mine as like, I'm writing a letter to the developer or to the, to my user being like, Hey, this is what I've been working on. This is why I've been doing it. Here's the things I changed. Thanks. And then I sign it, you know, like, thanks. I hope you enjoy it, Dave. Like I put my name at the end of it. It's like, I'm writing you a letter. Like I find that that's a good way to kind of structure that copy in a, hopefully a slightly more engaging way. Um, you know, the copy is a great, I think a great example of something that's so easy to do, but can still have a really nice impact. Well, and, and that kind of thing helps you too. Like when people see that, they see, oh, this is an app made by one person, and and that and by by you showing your humanity in your copy and in you know your description and and you know update descriptions and everything, that might make them respond a little bit better in reviews. Maybe it might make them less harsh. Like if they don't think they're talking to a big company who doesn't care about them, if they if they know they're talking to just one person, that makes them a lot not, a lot more polite <laughs> a lot of the time, right? Yeah, I mean, it's in the same way, like, I've changed, for a while back, I changed my, like, sort of contact or support button, like, that just, you know, opens an email form. It's, it, they, all, they now say either email me or email us, depending on the, the app and sort of how, whether it makes sense. But, like, I made it personal that, like, it's some, like, you're emailing a person. It's not just, like, it's not get support, which is this sort of this vague general kind of thing. It's like, no, it's like email us or email me, like talk to me. Like it, it's a very much more natural, engaging, personal thing. And I think it makes a, bit, a difference in terms of the way, you know, if you're going, you've pushed a button that says something that, you know, says email me, like you're, no, you're talking to a person. It's a, it's a, you know, it's an individual rather than a, just this kind of collective, vague um, corporate communication. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.